Alexa, tell me a Bible joke. How do you invade someone who's trying to steal your barbecue? Kebab and weed. <laughs> that, that did not make any sense with what I asked, but okay. Well, <laughs> uh, well, uh, welcome to the podcast. I hope you don't kebab and leave. Let's get it. out with my uh, scout troop this weekend uh on a camp out and it was really good because it was it was the the first time we had been on a camp out in a while because of a uh, quarantine COVID-19 happening of uh, the global pandemic if you haven't heard um and so we were out at some campsite uh around a couple hours from where I live and and uh, it was really good because we haven't been, I really haven't had the chance to be out in nature as much. Um, like I've been outside and stuff, but it just hasn't been like as, uh, I haven't had any experiences as close to, you know, camping or anything like that um, for a really long time. And so it was really good to just kind of get out in nature and um, even though it was, it was cold, it was, uh, like, I think it was the low was like 39 the first night I was out. Um, and it warmed up for like the second night. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad the second night, but the first night it was really cold. Um, but yeah, it was very good and it was, it was very good to be out in, uh, God's creation again. And just to, you know, um, you kind of sometimes, even though it, even though it's you kind of like you're like I don't forget certain parts of his creation and you don't forget you know I got into the Grand Canyon and you're like I, I don't think I'll ever forget that but it's like it's good to be to see the, like his actual creation be in a forest you know be in uh or be on top of a mountain and just to see the beauty um and kind of the majesty of what God created um and also just to see that also uh, i'll talk about this in a few minutes but um uh, it also kind of glorifies him in and of itself his creation and so just to be able to um to see that and glory and 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 see see that um that power in his creation and just to be able to uh just have joy from that it's just it's just a surreal kind of thing and so it's it's a it's not something that i i'm not like a huge camper or anything but like it's it's not a bad idea to get outside and just to take in his creation every once in a while um so it was really good and uh and we got to kind of hang out we had fun and we did activities and stuff and we did um kind of we did scouting activities but uh, it was just good to be kind of in that place again of kind of like the holy outdoors, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, it was it was a really good experience. Um, so this this week I'm going to talk about a few key aspects, a few key questions um, that I saw in Genesis one, which is uh, the creation of the world. So uh, God creates uh, the world, and I in six days and he he decides to make uh, man in his image 
And so I'm going to kind of take apart a few of those strong points. And um, there's a few questions I'm going to be asking and answering through scripture um, throughout this. So um, it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, so the, the two main points are, are, you know, creation and then being made in God's image, which are being made in God's image is such a huge thing um, because it, it shows that we can reflect God's uh, kind of qualities or some of his qualities, his attributes. Um, so that's a really cool thing and a huge blessing uh, for the human race to be uh, kind of the only species on his magnificent planet to uh, kind of be made in the likeness of him. And we'll go into more depth about what being made in his image and what being made in his likeness mean um, specifically. But, um, but yeah, it's such a huge point because it kind of, it pieces together a lot of um, the promises that he gives us and everything. And it just kind of, it kind of gives us a good moral compass in a lot of things as well. So, um, so I'm going to start off with talking about creation um, and then we'll get into being made in God's image a little bit later, but I'm excited. One of the biggest kind of questions and one of the, I feel like the most common questions for someone coming into this passage um, with no prior knowledge to the passage, uh, Genesis 1 that is, um, and the creation is, why did God create the world? Um, you know, if there was this powerful creator um, who didn't need it for any reason besides um, the reason he made it for, which I'll get into in a second, but um, he, he, he was completely content in, in the Trinity, um, which is something that I would love to talk about more either in another episode or sometime um, in this episode. But why did he create the world? Um, why did he create us? Why did he create um, the rest of creation? Um, why did he create humans? As I said, so the short answer is um, God created the world to show his glory. Um, as I said in, uh, the, in the opening, um, I talked about how you kind of can see God's glory um, through creation. Um, and so that's kind of the same thing for uh for us, you know, we can, you can see, um, his glory through us and what we, um, do, even though we are sinful creatures. Um, and that also kind of plays into the whole image of God thing, because, because we are made in the image of God, we have attributes and we share attributes with God, um, that other things on this planet do not. And so you get to see God's glory through that, which I'll get into a little bit more um, when I start talking about being created uh, in God's image. But um, a passage that kind of uh, goes along with that is Isaiah uh, 43, 7 says, uh, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Um, so we see uh, God saying, you know, uh, these people were created for my glory, you know, to point to me in a way. And so, uh, and there's many other passages that kind of go along with this, but this is just one of the many. Um, but we see that we're made, uh, we were formed by him to uh, point back to him, to point to the creator. Uh, and we can see that in 
as I said, uh, the certain attributes that we share with God, um, and which which I'll get into uh, when I talk about uh, being made in God's image, because there's some specific um, kind of things. I'll give you a few uh, specific examples then, but um, there's many, many ways that we are, can be, or could be like God, um, though, though we are broken people. Um, so the other thing is, if we're created for God's glory, uh, as of this passage saying it, um, what is the rest of, you know, creation made for? And it's honestly, it is for the same thing. Um, as I, I was, as I was talking about being able to see God's glory in, in nature. Um, and so uh, a passage to go along with that is, uh, Psalm 19, one through two says, uh, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals his knowledge, uh, reveals knowledge. Um, so this one, we see the heavens declare the glory of God, uh, which is kind of a cool image to put in your head that the sky, the heavens are, um, speaking the glory of God. They're declaring the glory of God. Um, and so what David is saying here is that the creation itself gives God glory by being alive and, and, and reflecting his beauty um, and reflecting not only his beauty, but his wisdom and power and his creativity. Um, even in us, his creativity is insane. I've been, I just in the numerous science classes that I've taken recently, um, you know, you just get down to the very small atoms of, you know, how we're created. And you're like, there's no way um, that this could be created by something accidental. You know, this had to be a unique process that, um, that was created by an all powerful being, um, which is uh, uh, God uh, and the son and the Holy spirit. Um, so it's just a really cool thing that, that we we just can show his creative creativity um in that the intricateness of us and of you know just looking at like uh a seed that goes into the ground um and then eventually sprouts life and then becomes a ginormous tree you know and the intricate parts of that and the way that that works and the way that a plant takes uh, the energy from the sun and converts it into sugars that it can use and that we can use, you know, just, just all the like biology, 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 uh, excuse me. And, um, just the craziness of how this world works. And it just shows like the creativity and the power of God. Um, and it's such a cool thing. Um, so, so yeah, so we're created, uh, why did God create the world? We're, where uh, the world is created for his glory. The world is created um, to point back to its creator. Another question that I'm going to try to answer real quick is, um, the question is, how did, how did God create the world? Um, and there's some very plain kind of definitions of how he did it in Genesis 1. Um, but there's also many things that we kind of 
don't know about creation or people try to speculate it and there's no clear answer um, on how he created uh, certain parts of it or the amount of time it took to, you know, create it. It says, um, it says he took a day for each one, but uh, we don't know if that day was a 24 hour day or if, cause we know that God lived um, an eternity. And so uh, he had no, no beginning and no end. So it's kind of like how, you know, there, there's questions like that, which I'll, I'll address here in a second, but, but uh, we know, uh, but I'm just gonna look at a few things that we know about creation. Um, we know that uh, I mean, Genesis 1, 3 says, and God said, let there be light and there was light. Um, and God, God saw that the light was good and, and God separated the light from the darkness. Um, and so we, we see that God created uh, his creation with his words and he does this all through uh, Genesis 1. Uh, and so we know that he created uh, creation just with his, with his words. Um, another thing that we know um, is that in Genesis 2, actually, I'm going to skip ahead for a second. But um, he, I'm trying to remember where, uh, there it is. Uh, Genesis 2, 7 says, Then the Lord God, uh, Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed uh, breath and, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So we know that God made man um, from the dust of the earth. So those are two things that we like know for a fact about creation, um, along with a few other things. But we know, so we also, as I stated, we know that God lived without time. Um, and he's, uh, so, the, so the facts we have are, uh, he lived without time, he spoke creation into existence, um, and he made man from the dust of the earth. Um, so there are a few things that people try to speculate on how he kind of created uh, the rest of creation besides man, um, whether he did it through a series of evolution in a way that he, yes, he started it. Um, each one of those series of time or day, a day, he uh, started the um, creation process and, and, and um, he initiated it and uh, controlled it, but was it an evolution? You know, like, was it, he just planting the seed and he, yes, he made it each part of it grow, like he made each part of the seed um, kind of create itself, but was it a series of evolution? People have asked that question, like, did he, did he do it through evolution or did he just speak and it was there or, um, or, or was it some other form, you know? And so another thing that kind of goes along with that is, um, was it actually a set day, as I would say? Was it, in a, was it a 24-hour day, um, which, which we don't know. It does not specify um, in Genesis 1 uh, how, how long a day was. Um, we know that a day to the Lord is, is not a day to us. Um, so we don't know that. And then we didn't, we don't know. So, so therefore we don't know if, uh, kind of a day to him was millions of years for us, or was it just a set or was it like in 24 hour days? So it's just like an actual week. Um, so we don't know that. Um, 
And so it's it's kind of cool because you never think about that that kind of thing. You know, you start digging into this and you're like, wait a second, he never he didn't say when he created time. Um, if he created time when he said uh, he did it in a day, uh, he he went after he created um, the light, the darkness, and he created uh, called the light day, and he called um, uh, and he called the darkness uh, night in. Uh, in verse five, I believe, um, if he created time, then, then, uh, was it in 24 hour days? You know, you know, like there's a lot of speculation that goes into it. And that short answer is we don't know the answers to a lot of this. Um, but one thing that I would point out is it kind of doesn't, it doesn't not matter. It's a cool thing to think about. And it's, um, there's one, it would be really cool to like, I was talking with a friend earlier about this, that like, if we, uh, whenever we get, whenever we see, um, Christ, if we were just like, Hey, you know, how did this happen? How did you create the world specifically? Um, but I, I, I believe that in, in it, in effect, doesn't matter too much because, um, you know, we're still, we're still given, given those same promises, you know, and we're not, it doesn't change anything for us. Um, these kind of like details about creation, but, um, but yeah, so, so he doesn't specify when time was created. Um, so, so it's really a big kind of what if this, what if that, um, with this question of how did God create the world? Well, we know that he created it in a perfect state. Um, he says that everything that he creates is good. Um, in fact, very good at the end of the chapter. And so um, we know that he created uh, this creation in a perfect state. Um, we know that he created it with his words, whether that be over a set amount of time or over millions of years to us or whatever. We know that he said uh, he said each word and it created and it created this creation. He created he created the world, um, and then we know that he uh, made man out of the dust of the ground um in chapter two and so yeah that's the answer to how did god create the world it's with his words um and perfect um before the fall so we've established that uh we were created to uh, give glory to god to give glory back um to the creator and we established that this world was created good and we see in genesis 31 genesis 1 31 um that god called it very good um and we all uh, and a lot of us know um and if you've looked at all through the the few chapters after this that uh after chapter chapter one of genesis that uh the fall does happen and that we don't seem too good anymore. And so the question is, um, how does the world exist right now um, after the fall? Is everything still good? Are, are we still considered good in the eyes of God? Um, and is there any proof of that in scripture? Um, and the question and the answer is, uh, is yes. We see in 1 Timothy 4, it says, um, 4, 4, it says, for everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. And so this was written 
uh, way after the fall. Um, therefore, uh, saying that everything is still good. Um, it is not perfect anymore. Um, us, specifically the humans, uh, <laughs> the, the, we, we were created in God's image and we're about to talk about that, which I'm excited to talk about because it's very interesting that um, that we're still made in God's image after we sin, after we sinned, um, but it's a little it's it's changed and it's distorted. But it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be cool to look at that. But um, but yes, yeah, so we live in a broken world, but it's still uh, made to give God glory, and it's still good um, because God created it. Um, and so the the thought on that, or the the kind of point on that, is that. We're in a state of rebuilding in a way um, that is completely uh, leaning on God um, because we can't, we couldn't rebuild uh, what we've broken by ourselves. Um, and we see that through Jesus dying on the cross for our sins um, and being raised from the dead. Um, and so through faith in him, we, we as, as Christians are, uh, are made, um, clean in the eyes of God through that. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're about to dig into be, being made in the image of God and what it means to be made in the image of God and how that looks um, as sinners and as um, after, after the fall. Um, so basically, we uh, the world is in a broken state now. Um, it's still good. and It's still considered good in the eyes of God. Um, but it's in a broken state, and it needs something to happen to make it back to that good and very good um, in the eyes of God. Uh, so it's still it's still good in the eyes of God. It's just we're in a kind of a broken state, um, and so one of the uh, one of the things that is uh, is needed for that to happen was Christ dying on the cross, which um, we give uh, immense thanksgiving for uh, for. All of the reasons. I mean, without Christ dying on the cross, we wouldn't be made clean in the eyes of God. We wouldn't be able to come to the presence of God as sinners. Um, without Christ dying, we wouldn't be able to escape from our sin. Um, we wouldn't be able to, to live eternity with God. I mean, there's so many things to give thanks for. So um, we're about to dig into what it uh, what it means to be made in the image of God, um, and then. Uh, what it means, what's the difference um, now that we've fallen as a as a people, um, in that in that we're made in the image of God. Once we have fallen, has anything changed? If so, what has it changed? Um, so yeah, that's cool. So we're about to dig into the image of God. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. What does it mean to be made in God's image? Um... We uh, are made, it says, it gives us two words, uh, made uh, in the image of God uh, and in the likeness 
of God. And we can actually trace these, uh, I don't I don't remember the words, but we can trace these back to um, the two Hebrew words um, that this text would be originally written in. Um, and the, the meaning of those words in Hebrew are um, represent or, or similar and also likeness, you know, like just that, that kind of meaning. Um, so we see that being made in the image of God isn't necessarily um, always, uh, I think our minds always go to like physical attributes just because uh, of the the media these days. Whenever we're saying, we say, we, um, whenever we think of made in the image of, we think of an image. Um, and so, and so it's not necessarily physical. There are physical things about it, which I'll talk about in just a second, but it's um, being made in the image of God is, is being um, similar to him um, and representing him on this earth um, is basically what I'm getting at here. Um, and so we're trying to understand uh, what attributes or what, what parts of God were like um, and, and, and we get to this point that we're like, um, we can't, um, we can't have a full understand, understanding of God, um, to have a full understanding of the likeness of God would ha- um, would take a full knowledge of God, which we cannot have. Um, but we know certain things about God that tell us some ways that we are similar to him, um. And so I'm going to give you a short list uh, of things that are that we have proof of in Scripture that we are um, in one or one or one or many ways uh, similar to God. Um, and these are just a few of them. Um, we are we can be morally um, like God. We can be spiritually like God, mentally like God, relationally like God physically like God. Um, and I'm just going to give you an example of two of those since I don't want to, I'm not going to spend time on each of those. I would very much encourage you to go look up scriptures, um, about those things, um, either on the internet or whatever to find out some of those other ones. But, um, I'm going to start off with talking about mental. And so we see in Ecclesiastes, excuse me, uh, 3.11, um, it says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what uh, what God has done from the beginning to the end. And so we see that um, God has placed this this desire or this uh, this knowledge of eternity, um, this knowledge of that there is kind of beyond our limits of time as humans there's more to that he's given us that knowledge and he's given that and he's put that into our hearts so we we mentally connect with god in that sense and we're mentally like god in that sense and that god lives in an eternal state um and so we kind of have a knowledge of that of that eternity um which is kind of cool so that's that's being mentally um like god the other one I was going to touch on is uh, physical or physical attributes. Um, and we cannot imply that God uh, has a uh, physical body um, because we see in John, um, John 4, 24, it says, um, 
It says, uh, God is spirit. Um, so therefore, uh, we can't, we can't say that God necessarily has a physical body in terms of what we think is a physical body, because that would be bringing him too low. Um, cause he is above all things and he is way more powerful than anything we can imagine. Um, and so it, we can't bring him down, um, to that level of having a physical body. So in, in looking at that, uh, we say we say God is spirit, um, but we can see parts of his character through our physical bodies. Um, for example, we know that God sees. We we see in Genesis that he it says um, God saw that his creation was good. Um, he saw that it was very good. Um, so we know that he sees, and we have eyes to see as well. And so we can see. Uh, get it? We can see. <laughs> we can see that we we share that Asheru with God in some way. Um, and we can show kind of the beauty of his creation and the beauty of him through the way that we look, the way that we act, the way that we think, um, the way that our minds work, um, and all those other ways. Um, this is just a very, very short answer to this question. Um, there's a lot that you could get into and it's really, really cool. And I, stress that you go and um if you're interested in this even if you're not just to go and look at some of the attributes um that we are like god and not like god um and the differences in those it's really cool to go look at those um so it's a very sh this is a very short uh answer um and there are many important and good things to dig into in this subject in fact one that's come comes off the top of my head is uh i believe that there's one that they talk about um you know what i've, I've read up on this but it's they talked about uh us being related to him as the trinity in our like um family bodies and so like your family unit even though it's not always three people you and you know it's not it's not and it's not a carbon copy of the trinity but it can we can show the attributes of the trinity um through our relationships with even just our friends or our family and so that's just it's cool to go go through and see that um but the big big takeaway from this would be uh what does it mean to be made in god's image it's to represent god um and to be made like him or similar to him um, among a bunch of creation, uh, uh, gr very good creation that he made, um, that nothing else on this planet has the image of God. They don't represent, he doesn't hold um, a dog to the standard that he holds a human, you know, or all made in the image of him. Um, and so the next thing I'm going to touch on um, here in a second is uh, we're made in the image of God and we we're very good and in the garden of Eden and then we fall and so uh, and we and, and Adam and Eve sin and the human race falls in the sin um, and so the question is does that image change or not does does the image of God in us change you know do we still have it um, um, is it is it different and so it's 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 a really cool thing to think about and we're just going to dig into that a little bit so did our sin change God's image in us? That's the question I'm going to try to answer real quick. Um, the short answer is yes, but not enough to take away God's image from us. Um, so 
so whenever we sin, whenever whenever uh, in the garden, whenever the fall happened, when Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve sinned, um, you know, we know that we were we were separated from God at that point. Um, so the question is, did that separation from God um, there and did our sin change that um, image of God that we were just talking about? Did that change um, that image of God? in us did it take it away even um and so the as i said the short answer is yes it did change but it didn't take it away from us and so we know that we are still made in the image of god um by in genesis 9 um god is giving noah the law of corporal punishment in um not uh, in verse 6 and in verse 6 he says whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed where God made man in his own image. Um, and we see that this was after um, the fall in the garden. And so we know that we are still made in God's image. Um, and uh, how do we, how do we, uh, so in what way did, did our image in him change? Um, so we see that, we see that our image in him changes because we are not fully um, reflecting the likeness of him anymore. Um, you could look at any uh, man or woman on this planet right now and say that they are not reflecting um, God's likeness in the full because um, we fail in many ways. Um, we fail uh, in our in our in what we think about and what in our actions and um, the the, th- the things we do. Um, everything you know, we fail in so many places and it's and it's not pointing to christ and it's not pointing to god and so we can see it just by that um but a scripture that kind of goes along um with that is ecclesiastes uh 7 29 and uh we see here it says uh see this alone i found that god made man upright but they have sought out many schemes so it's saying here that uh God, God made man upright. God made man good, as we as we saw. Um, man was good, and they were uh, and uh, Adam and Eve were made in the perfect image of God. Um, but it says here that we 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 uh, sought out schemes. We sought out the wrong things, and we turned away from God. Um, so. So we turn the opposite direction from him. So we see that we have fallen and that that has damaged our image, um, our, our, our God's image in us. Um, so we cannot be right now. We are not fully like him. Um, but we know uh, we have a promise in Colossians uh, 3. Let me turn over there real quick. So we have a, a promise in Colossians 3, 10. Um, that says, and I have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. So we have that word image there again. Um, and it says that we are being, um, made new, um, in the knowledge of the image of the creator. So we are, we, we get this promise that we're slowly being changed back to that perfect image, um, that we needed to be, um, or that that we were, whenever uh, when in the garden that humans were. Um, so we get that we get that promise in Colossians that we are slowly being 
made new again. Um, and then we see in a few other passages that our full image of God will be seen again, um, won't, uh, will not be seen again until Jesus comes back um, on this earth, um, that is, because uh, we know that Jesus uh, is the perfect image of God. And we see that in uh, Colossians 1.15, just a page over here. Um, it says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, talking about Jesus. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, um, invisible, visible, whether thrones or dominion, dominions or rulers or authorities. Um, so we see that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the perfect image of God. Um, everything that we were supposed to be. Um, and we see him also live out that image in his life on earth. So whenever he came down um, to our level per se um, and was fully man and fully God, he lived that perfect image. Not only was he that perfect image, he lived it and he lived the life that, life, the life that we were supposed to. Um, so that's a really cool thing. Um, another scripture that we see here is in Romans 8. It says, um, Romans 8, uh, 29, it says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be firstborn among many brothers. So he said, it says here that we are to be um, made in the image of the Son. Um, and we know that Christ is... Uh, the image of the invisible God. Um, he's the perfect image. So we see this promise here, and it's great news. Um, we, you can't you can't look at that and think that it's not good news. That we are in some way going to be renewed um, back to that full image of the Creator through the Son. Um, and the last the last thing we see is in Colossians three again in Colossians four. Uh, Colossians 3, 4, it says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So there we see that the way, the, 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 the when of when, when we'll be made in that perfect image is whenever we see Christ. Um, and we are standing there with him, when we appear with him um, in glory. So we get this promise of whenever we see Christ's face, we will be made new will be made in that perfect image that Adam and Eve were created in and what we were supposed to be um, and what Christ lived for us. And so it's just a powerful um, kind of, uh, it's a story. Um, it's a magnificent story. The whole Bible, all of it points to Jesus. Um, and it's a magnificent story. And it's uh, super, it's honestly the coolest thing I've ever read uh, using some slang, but that's the coolest it's the raddest thing um, because it's just, it's, it's a story of love and it's a story of, of a fallen people that is brought back um, by its shepherd. Um, and so, so we see that our image, yes, though it is tattered and though it is broken, um, that Jesus is the only way back to that uh, image of God, um, which is our purpose. And it is, it is, uh, the only way we can thrive um, as creatures is to be driven by that. Um, so it's a really cool thing to see. Um, one last last little note I had on here was the the last time that we saw the image of God uh, on this planet 
was Jesus. <clears throat> Two thousand twenty years ago, or whatever it was, um, roughly. And so, so we we see there again that Jesus was that perfect image for us um, in His life on Earth. And so, um, in a minute, we're going to I'm going to talk about like what does this mean for us? You know, what does creation, looking at creation, looking at being made in God's image, what do all these things um, mean for us as Christians and as non-Christians, and just as humans in general? So what are some things that we can do um, to reflect or to respond um, to um, this message of, of from the scripture? Um, you know, faith without works is dead. Um, just using that as, as we have to we have to do stuff as well. We have to react, we have to respond to what um, God kind of tells us. And so what are what are a few things that we can do um, or think about? Um, in response to um, to this, uh, one of those is is if you haven't put your your faith in Christ yet, to do so. Um, Christ's arms are always open um, for you to come to Him and say, uh, "Lord, Lord, you you are my master, and you are um, the, the creator of the universe, um, and I know that I am dead in my trespasses." Um, and you're the only one that can save me, um, and that I give give my life to you. Um, that's the first thing is that if you if you haven't done that, or if you if you uh, need need to come to him with anything, then then that's the first thing um, is that you mean we know from this um, that he loves you because he he um, puts he puts his own image on you. He he cares for you because he sent his son to die to regain that image um, for you. Um, so we know that, that that God loves us dearly and he would, would do anything and he has done anything. He's, he sent his one and only son to die the most gruesome death um, this earth has ever seen. Um, and, and he did it for us and he did it to, um, to cleanse us of our sins. Um, so if you haven't done that already, that's that would be the first thing. Is to come to him humbly and and ask for forgiveness and turn away from um, the sin in your life, um, and to just start your walk with him. That would be the first thing. Um, other than that, other things that you could do is um, examine yourself um, and pray about showing God's glory in all aspects of your life, because we know that the reason we were created, um, the meaning of our human lives, is to give glory. To the Father, um, and and if you examine yourself, if you, if you pray about it, and you examine yourself, you're not gonna you're not gonna be happy with the results the first time you examine yourself, and you probably won't be happy with it for a while. Um, but examine yourself and think about what am I doing um, in my life that is not fitting that image, and is not giving glory. Um, that is not fitting God's image, and is not giving glory to Him. What all am I doing in my life that is 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 contrary, um, or is going against um, uh, his his nature um, as a father, as a as a as a Lord, as God, um, and what I can do to continue to give glory to Him in all aspects of my life, and to look at each aspect of your life and say, Am I giving everything to the Lord in this? Um, and it's hard to do. 
it's hard to look at that because there's a lot of places um, in your life and in my life where I've seen that that um, that I'm not giving very much at all um, to the Lord and not giving very much glory to Him um, at all. And so it's it's a hard thing to do, but it's it's the right thing to do. And and I, as I said, pray about it because it's hard to take that and pray that the Lord would change you um, and to give you peace about it and to and to continue to uh, to change your heart in that area. Another thing is to uh, examine the way that you treat yourself and others, um, knowing that everyone is created um, in the image of God, knowing that even, even uh, all the people that aren't Christians yet, even before you were a Christian or um, anyone, any one person you know became a Christian, any of that, we've all we we are all made in the image of God right now. Um, and so, examining the way you treat yourself, the way that you think about yourself, I know people that degrade themselves way too much, um, and not necessarily. Uh, that's not necessarily always a bad thing. There's some people that that there's there's some things in my life where I need to degrade myself more. I need to. I need to look at myself as, as less than I am, than I think I am, um, because I, in all, uh, I mean, in all honesty, am. Well, we are really, we were made from the dust of the earth by, uh, by God. Um, we would have been dust if he hadn't done something about it, you know, if he hadn't wanted to create us. Um, so so we, we really need to examine the way we treat ourselves and make sure that we're humble, but we're also not. We're not treating ourselves as if we're not made in the image of God. Um, and also how we, um, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, uh, but also how we uh, treat others. So um, whether that be neighbors or friends or family, just treating everyone um, that, that and thinking about that they're, they're created in the image of God and they reflect God. Um, and that he loves them just as much as he loves you. Um, and you should pursue them um, with that same love because of that. And that you, uh, there's there's no difference between even, I mean, you look at someone who hasn't become a Christian yet or hasn't put their faith in Christ. Um, you were just that way before you did the same thing. Um, and we're all made in the image of God. So it's just examine yourself and examine uh the way you treat yourself and others so that's one thing that's a few things that we can do um just to reflect um, from this from these two messages alexa tell me a joke why are zebras bad at baseball? Three strikes and they're out. <laughs> Alexa, the queen of bad jokes. Um, thanks for joining me today on the Sorry, podcast. I don't know that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know that. Thanks for joining me today uh, on the podcast, and I look forward to um, putting out some new content every week. Uh, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're on until I share it with all of your loved ones. Thank you.